independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. You are listening to Independence Day, the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Honey Honey. Honey Honey is fourth-generation country music, maybe even fifth or more. Their musical thread goes back to early American rural styles and moves forward through time, picking up the best elements of every twist and turn of America's other twangier indigenous music style until it arrives fully formed in our modern, hybridized, and decentralized musical universe. At its heart, Honey Honey is a duo comprised of soulful chanteuse Suzanne Santo and singer-guitarist Ben Jaffe, and their new record, Billy Jack, is the band's second full-length album since their formation in 2008. Sonically, Honey Honey takes a page from Alison Krauss's pristine bluegrass and scrawls all over it with Santo's smoky alto and Jaffe's gritty guitars and spot-on vocal harmonies. The vocal effect is what you might imagine Edith Piaf would have sounded like had she been born in an Alabama holler, complete with a moonshine still and ample inspiration for lyrics about broken hearts and the down and out. Welcome to Independence Day, Honey Honey. Cool, oh my huh? God, what an intro! Yeah, man. Well, we we're like happy. Moonshine. We're happy to have you. I actually have some in my kitchen. If what? you want to stop by after the Why show, we can bring it? we can negotiate. Well, this is a family show. Oh yes, it's a family show. So we have Suzanne. We have Ben. Welcome, guys. How do you guys are residents of Los Angeles, but you're not originally from LA, correct? No, sir. How long have I, sir? And we're, and we're transient bums at this point too. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're staying in Los Angeles. Accent on the bums. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But, well, she already did it. You know, um, vagrancy is a crime, man. What's that? I said vagrancy is a crime. Well, you know what? Crime doesn't pay. Well, I'm not going to. There's a few jokes that could have happened the, right there that but should. The, family but, show, Ben. Family yeah. show. The, the question is, does music pay? Uh, oh, God, no. Uh, well, some no, yes, it does. It does sometimes. But in our situation, it goes right back into the fountain that yeah. is Honey Honey. Um, mainly our drug problems. Of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Family show. Um, no, but, um, you know, we're an indie band, and, right. you know, you have to cover your own costs. Yeah, now you guys are growing. I mean, you guys have kind of an interesting situation because you have some kind of support because, you know, I've been dealing with a manager as I right. talked to you guys this week, and thank that you. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, thank you uh, for, for all your assistance this week. And sure. so, w- where are you? Like, you don't have a label, but yet you have representation. Like, well, what, what's the, what's we, the act- we actually do have a label, and I shouldn't have been so emphatic about saying how little money we're making. That was um, wasn't gentlemanly. Um, Sorry, but uh, <laughs> not really sure what that meant. Um, I think it's the little violin. She's oh playing. right, yeah, it was really really <laughs> poor playing violin. on my part. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, the point is. Um, we're in a great place. We have a label. We have our own label, and we actually have partnered with a, a great label called Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. That, very f- very f- uh, famous. There are lots of good acts yeah, on Lost Highway. They're, they're great, as well as a company called Fontana, which helps us distribute our stuff. Um, and we have, you know, we have representation and all this stuff, so we have closer. Got it. We have a machine. Whoa, um, radio voice. But uh, I've been working on it. We were talking about it walking in. Um, my radio voice, that is. But anyway, we, we have a machine... Um, and we're building, so it, it feels good, and things are happening. Um, we're just in, uh, you know, one of those phases where we have to sacrifice, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, Sleep you kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a lost leader. You know, you do a few albums, you play a million shows, in hopes that like you kind of get to that next level. And it sounds to me like you guys are kind of on the cusp of getting to that next level. You've got some shows coming up. You're going to South by Southwest. Is this your first appearance at South by Southwest this year, or have you been it up before? It is not. No, we've we've been there. Once before, Tw- twice before. Twice. This is our third. We're we're salty. Used yeah, but dogs. I got sick that time and we didn't play. Oh yeah, that's true. So technically, we're supposed to have been there twice. We were only there once. Okay, 
You didn't do a solo show, Ben, with her being down and out. I, I'm not allowed to he talk did, about that. He did around. once. What, why not? Let's just did, put that, it all out in the open. That's true. I did. I did. I fronted the band in Richmond, Virginia. It's true. I brought it. Yeah. Played some Neil Young. Oh, that's bad. Winked at some ladies. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that, no. That's what Neil does, of course. <laughs> Clearly. And <laughs> so you've, you've, you've got, you're kind of in the middle. You know, you're on your way up. You guys, you know, you're like you said, you were talking before the show. You're looking at getting your van all set up for your trip out to South by Southwest. How yeah. many how many shows? I mean, are you playing on the way out as well? Like stopping there, in Phoenix you know and El Paso or whatever? Or what are you doing? We keep getting more and more dates every day, which is really cool. Um, we're doing... Um, a bunch of festivals this spring and summer and um, we're playing Coachella and we're playing the Newport Folk Festival uh-huh. and um, the Folk Sasquatch Folk. Festival. Let's be honest, that's pretty cool. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Any way to be associated with Sasquatch <laughs> is a good No, I'm, I mean, that's something we've been searching for for a long time he's is a that legend. Sasquatch. Yeah, he's... He's a metaphor <laughs> for musical success. Him and Tenacious D. Yeah. And they're playing Sasquatch. I know, yeah. that's the Which irony. Is, yeah. It's not irony. It's just amazing. It's a coincidence. Right. More, it's, it's yeah. Well, thank you for correcting well, we're, me. We're fans, we're, we're fans of the D here on Independence oh Day. Oh, my God. We're, I just actually watched those videos for the first time in years not too long ago, and I there's that whole there's that whole <laughs> era of you know those types of shows, and it, it seems so primitive at the time, like how, how fast YouTube has taken over the world. Oh, my God. You know, this was something that, you know, when, t- when the D showed up on the scene, there was no YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you had to kind of like get they had a to VHS. Settle for HBO. You had to get a VHS <laughs> copy of it and like share it with your friends. You know, it's like that's all over now. Now it's on your phone. Yeah, you know, it's, it's everywhere. The, you know, the internet is everywhere. You can't hide from it. So I'd like to give our listeners a little taste of what you guys sound like. So we've picked something. you got a new record, Billy Jack. How old is Billy Jack? It's relatively recent. Did this album come out? It came out uh, October. October. Okay, yeah, so the ink's still wet, more or less. And it's, if you guys have been selling on the internet, I guess, and it shows too. Yeah, and it's it's in stores as well. You know, independent, we, we got really lucky and, and partnered with this thing called Sims, which is this coalition of independent music stores. So uh-huh. all these great music stores, you know. <laughs> all eight of them. The, there's not many, but I don't know. There's probably like 25, 30 yeah, yeah. I, I kid. I'm, I'm um, a big supporter of independent music stores. I it, Amoeba got me for 50 bucks just this last weekend on uh-huh. Sunday. I, I caught ah. myself. You know, it's like that, that scene from Raising Arizona when he catches himself driving by convenience stores that aren't on the way home. Mm-hmm. Like I was like. You know, Amoeba's just a block over that way. And <laughs> I found habit. myself driving over there, and then I found myself finding parking and walking in and dropping 50 bucks <laughs> on stuff that I do not need. But it's cool. It's a true like passion, of, sir. It is a passion. Oh, yes. It's good. And that's, it's, the sad thing is, like, now that vinyl is becoming prevalent, I'm buying albums that I already have, so mm-hmm. I really don't need it. I just want it on the sexy disc. <laughs> yeah. it does, I mean, the sound quality is a considerable difference. Exactly. And it's and like that's always said, fun. It's much sexier. So we're going to play a ladies. song off of, <laughs> for the ladies and the men. Oh. We're going to play a song off of Billy Jack to give our listeners a taste of what you guys are all about. We're going to come back, talk a little bit more about the music business, what you guys are up to, and have you play live in our studio as well. So you are listening to Lancer Radio. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm joining you every Wednesday night. Lots of acts from Los Angeles and beyond talking about what it's like to be a musician in the new millennium. This is the track, Turn That Finger Around, from Honey Honey's Billy Jack record on Independence Day.
You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. We have live in our studio tonight the band Honey Honey. I was going to call you guys a hot band, but you guys seem more like a fun band than a hot band. Whoa, Aww. why not hot? Man, what can we do to change your yeah, mind? Yeah, well. Because you guys are like Abbott and Costello over here this whole time while, we're, while the song is playing. You <laughs> yeah, guys but like, Abbott and Costello <laughs> could have been <laughs> totally sexified. Let's yeah. talk about that on the family show. Yeah. <laughs> Or not. Are you saying, which, so which one is sexier, hot hot or not, Abbott and Costello, which one? I can't pick Which was the rotund time. one? <laughs> you know, I, I think that is, uh, I think that's Abbott, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm I confess that, that I don't know. Yeah. More to love. I like to be enveloped in They're him. a little out of my <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> Let's talk about music. You guys are a band, you're up and coming. You've been around for a few years. You've made a lot of waves. You've made some... You've already made a comeback record. Made some <laughs> You've already had a greatest hits record, your comeback <laughs> record, your VH1 special. Um, but in, in, in all seriousness, you know, you guys are not Los Angeles natives. What brought you here, and how did you find each other to create this great sound that you guys are making? Would you like to start? Ben, oh, would you like surely. to start with that? Um, well, we both moved here, what, eight, nine years ago. Going on nine. Yeah, going on nine. Oh, God. Oh, Every no. year it gets worse. Excuse, am, I, am I really not long enough? Well, you know. Uh, all right. Sorry, I, I'm a drifter. A little continental drift. Yeah, um, you are. Yeah, all right. Excuse me. Um, anyway, we moved here about eight to nine years ago. Um, I moved out here just because I, I didn't want to go to college, um, and I had not <laughs> had a place to live. Ben was accepted to NYU, though, ladies. You should know that. <laughs> I got brains, too, girls. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, you have a face for radio, so. Um, yeah, that hurts me. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Ben's a what, stud. What, oh, I kid, I kid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not threatened, sir. Um, but, uh, you know, I moved out here uh, to play music. I had an opportunity to live out here and stay, and, and I just started playing, and it started, you know, working. I guess I didn't want to leave, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody at the at-home audience what your hometown is. Where are you from? Um, I'm, uh, I'm from a couple of places. Uh, I'm going to say Williamstown, okay. Massachusetts, Massachusetts right now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. It's a great yeah. town. I've been there. Okay, luck. <laughs> and how about you? Um, Suzanne. Suzanne. Um, I'm from Strongsville, Ohio. It's a suburb of the Midwestern oasis that is Cleveland. Uh-huh. And, um, I was going to say that that's got Springsteen written all over it, just the name of that town. Strongsville. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not as like Springsteen as I would like it to be, but. It's more Applebee's than Denny's. Springsteen. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about food chain restaurants and, um, and massive malls. Rec centers. Rec yeah, centers. And then, that, so, that's pretty happening. So you've both arrived in theater here in Los Angeles. And what got you two together? How did you stumble into one another? And then how did that d- develop from just like meeting one another to writing music together? Um, well, we we were both coincidentally working with the same uh, engineer friend, mutual friend, uh, known as T.O. Double, Double. and um, Todd Averback, if you will. And um, he thought it was a good idea for us to write together and, you know, maybe jam, see what happened. And, you know, the second song we wrote together is the song that we have, we for about five years, you know, closed our shows with, uh-huh. and it was kind of like, whoa, this is, this is powerful. Yeah, you feel the magic you know, when you it could, happens. You just know. It was like a hot stove. Yeah. I, I don't know why. No, I don't know. It was just fun. We got along really well. <laughs> Without, try, like, you know, and when I'm thinking about it, the reality of it, it was just, I like to make music with my friends, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. the, the best experiences always come out of that, and this was just like a really powerful friendship 
that that came. And I remember the first song we wrote. I think it was pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Was yeah. it French song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it horrible. Um, but it didn't really matter. It's a terrible because, name because, too. Yeah, really lazy. Um, <laughs> and uh, but the point was, we enjoyed spending time with each other, and that was kind of the foundation that we built everything else on. You know, I don't think yeah. there was ever this like eureka moment. There was exciting things, but it was just like we like to hang out together. Yeah, you know. And we're how much gigging and performing were you guys doing on your own? Are we were you both in other oh, bands? Oh God, I were think I probably shows? played like five to ten shows by myself, and they were terrible. Yeah, they were so bad. I can't believe I was doing that. <laughs> I've had, I like everyone. You know what I don't do these days is put my iPod on shuffle anywhere in public because if an old demo does happen to turn up in the middle of a social gathering, it's I don't look so cool. Yeah, because it's all like heartache and bad lyrics and off key. So what do you think changed so when you met Ben? Like what what made it? What what turned? Oh, uh, caused it was so the much more fun. I mean, we well, first of all, Ben, I, I um. I moved to Los Angeles uh, to pursue an acting career, and I was working as an actress for a couple years and um, in New York City, where I'd moved from, and kind of music kind of happened by accident a little bit. I just started, like, I played fiddle for a while, and I've always sang, and um, I was going through my first breakup, some serious stuff, and I felt it necessary to sing about it. And um, I don't know. I just kept playing and meeting people like really fast. Like every time I'd enter a you know music situation, there'd just be more friends, and and that's how I met Ben. And um, you know, eventually it became something that was, dare I say, professional. Yeah. Well, you're earning a living at it right <laughs> so, now. Are you doing anything else? You guys have other gigs other than music right now? Um, not no, yeah. not really. Yeah. So I'd say it's working. You hiring? Yeah. Do you guys, yeah. What do you need at the radio station? We have, we We're have, really we have, good at everything. We have a huge staff here. Filing. So I'll, I'm sure we can find some, some work for you guys to okay. do. All right. Uh, but, you know, so now you're working, you're, you've met, you're working together. Um, how did you start, you know, where was your first gig? Like, how did you get the ball rolling from that point? Like, you know, you're in your living room, you're writing tunes. Like, did you just do the usual circuit of open mics? Did you find a benefactor somewhere that kind of brought you to the next level? Like, what, like, what, 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 like... You've got your spark, but then, like, what made the fire grow? That was a crazy confluence of events. We 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 would play these random shows. Suze would play a show um, at these West Side venues. We were both living on the West Side um, at this point of Los Angeles. That is, um, and we played. There's a play called the excuse me place called the Good Hurt. We played there, and I would play my solo stuff. She'd play her stuff, and we kind of I've played the Good Hurt. Put, yes. Yeah, there it is. Um, and then we actually we played some marijuana dispensaries. <laughs> Um, really? Yeah. Oh my we just, god! We're just in the corner. Um, they playing. have live bands. They at do. Marijuana they do. Yeah, they pay really well. <laughs> I bet they do. Um, but uh, and, we, and we so so we were just kind of playing here and there, pick up stuff. And I was performing a lot in uh, you know other bands, so there was kind of exposure to the music scene. I was uh, you know so I had kind of like a, a channel uh, to a lot of performance situations that way and production work I was doing and stuff like that but there was also this really serendipitous uh, thing this French record label executive named Bertrand Lamblot. Um Frenchy McGee say that again uh, uh, we called him Frenchy McGee yeah, but his name was uh, Bertrand Lamblot. Um, and he's one of the sweetest people we ever met and he found us on MySpace and he would come over uh, to Los Angeles six seven times a year from France um, working with intense heavyweight 
people in LA. He like you know. Is he a musician? Is he's he... a, he's an A and R guy. Okay, okay. He worked for Mercury. Wow, those exist. They did then, and it was you know it was like he's definitely. Um, an old school record label guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He came over working on records with budgets and he'd come over and wow. mix them in incredible studios, wow. blah, 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 blah. So he just picked us up and started kind of shepherding us around and introducing us to people. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. That was like a little, that was kind of the widest that door had ever been. It was very yeah. surreal. Um, as an example, I was bartending on Valentine's Day about six years ago, maybe seven, no, six, because I had to be 21. Up. Oh. Just gave my age away. Um, I <laughs> was um, bartending, and there was nobody in the bar. And Frenchie, I just met with Frenchie the day prior, and he said, you know, I want to bring some people to the bar to for you. Oh, that's a terrible French no, that's accent. Pretty good, no, actually, no, that's no, no. Now I'm embarrassed. For you to um, meet for. Yeah, that's it. No, you're, you're an actress, man. That's Go kind with of it. Italian. Um, but anyway, he, he came to the bar with... Um, uh, a fellow named Kevin Harp, who's a very talented engineer, drummer, um, and a, a, a man named Bob Clearmountain, who's one of the most famous mixers in the most world. Most people uh, who and are listening to this show probably know who Bob, Bob Clearmountain, Clearmountain's is, yeah. wife, Betty. At, and it was like they were the only people in the bar. And you but know, he represents like ten thousand people playing for Bob Clearmountain in your audience. Oh my god! Like you can just you might as well just imagine that you're on stage at the Staples Center, yeah, or wherever, because it was that's incredible. that's that's the kind of power and the kind of you know uh, cachet that guy has behind him. It's it's intense. But through through Frenchie, we met all these incredible people. Bob being one of them, and but it was just this like I remember being really kind of ticked off because I was bartending on Valentine's Day and just like this, you know, and I, it was a really crappy bar situation. And then this, these guys show up that are like these huge heavy hitters. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you a beer. No, no, this one's on me. I got this. Bro. But could Bro. you still tip me? Thanks. Yeah. Gotta yeah. go. Well, you've got some money for all those Brian Adams records. Can you, you yeah, know, right? Give me, you know, we've sh- been to Bob's house. Oh, yeah. just totally throwing that out there. It's incredible. Yeah, I would hope so. I, I hope that Bob Clear Mountain has <laughs> an very amazing nice house. Man. He has earned that house. You know, it's not like there's people in the music industry. Like I could, I could cast aspersions and say there are people who have houses that have no rights having those houses because right. of their sins against musical, right. like, their sins of musical bad taste. But a guy like Clear Mountain, a guy like Rick Rubin, a guy like T Bone Burnett, a guy like Buddy oh. Miller, these people have earned their stripes and should have palatial houses, as far as I'm Look concerned. Look at you. They, 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 they deserve it. Those are some favorites. That's my soapbox, and I'm getting <laughs> off it. I'm going to leave. The, I'm going to no, get I'll off the soapbox, and I'm going to ask you guys to play some music. You guys have a banjo, which yeah. I love to see. Oh dear! And you've got an old J200. At least it looks like an old J200. Don't, don't 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 tell anybody. Old is good. So just go with it. So you guys, like we've got. Uh, up my I'm sorry. What's that? I like, I like beating up my guitars myself. Yeah, I like doing that with like I, I like yeah. you know I, I was like that with my Martin. I've got a D28, and I Ooh. looked and looked and looked for years to find an old D28, and I was looking at Grun Guitars in Nashville, which is this legendary place for old Martins, and I probably went there I don't know eight or ten times over a couple of years looking for this old Martin, and I couldn't find one that had, like you know some jackass hadn't put a. Dio sticker on or God only knows what or had carved their girlfriend's initials in it like and you know it sometimes that can be kind of cool but I never did find the right one so I gave up and I bought a brand new one for the, like you did with your J200 and I let it aged with me and now it looks you know the, the thing's all worn off from my picking and it's got blood stains on yeah, it and, and that's chips your in blood it. dude and exactly it's my blood and you know these are all adventures you know this is real this is the real deal you know it's like a, it's like a pair of jeans too you know mm-hmm. That's a time, that, that holes from when the time that we were stealing the beer and like our barbed wire fence caught on my jeans 
exactly. about my underwear. True story. I'm not going to talk about it right now. It's statute of limitations. <laughs> Any case, Poor so we've got uh, we've got Honey Honey live in the studio with us on Independence Day. They're going to play some music for us. What's this song going to be, guys? Uh, this tune's called Ohio. All right, we'll lay it on us. <clears throat> Here we go. Song and dance, downtown bars and cheap romance. Getting off, not getting far home. I watch this freeway turn to dust. Flick you off the upper crust. Shout down how you can bring it back, how it was.
Honey, honey, on Independence Day. Very, very nice. Suzanne Santo, Ben Jaffe. We've got that's their, they represent the core of the band Honey, Honey. We've got them live in the studio tonight here on Independence Day. Very, very happy to have them. And you know, I this is a style of music that's very, very close to my heart. What you guys do, this kind of twangy, kind of folky, country-ish kind of thing. But you know, in it seems like there's kind of a resurgence of this kind of music. It seems like it kind of went away. It was always like underground. Like for years and years and years, you had people like Gillian Welch playing it like while grunge was happening and while other big like famous styles were happening but so many new bands seem to be drawing from this like how was this something that you guys always listened to or did this come to you later in the game like what did you grow up listening to how did you get i guess what i'm asking is musically stylistically speaking how did you get to where it is now based on what you grew up listening to or did you always listen to this style um <clears throat> you know yes and no i think roots music folk you know, that kind of thing. They're, they sort of orbit around soul, you know, at least out in my definition of, of roots and folk music. And um, I grew up listening to uh, some terrible music, but also um, my, my family um, owns an Italian restaurant and there's a lot of jazz and just, um, you know, like Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and yeah. Frank Sinatra and, you know, Edie Gourmet and stuff like that, and and it it is you know it's it's jazz, but there's there's a soulfulness to it that I I've always been drawn to, and and I did listen to a lot of Whitney Houston and uh, Mariah Carey and stuff like that, and um, so I guess like there's there's that element of of our music that's always sort of been there, this kind of you know soulful side, yeah. But um, you know I I kind of feel like a late bloomer when it comes yeah. to music, like I I just um. You know, I'm not like a musical encyclopedia. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who, like, you know, I, I love the Beatles, but I don't know, like, who produced what record. And most of the songs, I don't know what songs on what record. Well, with but Beatles, I love the it's Beatles. easy. Just say George yeah. Martin and you win every Okay, time. great. Okay, th thank you. Now I'll look cool in certain social settings, and I'll keep that in my pocket for later. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like Ben and I kind of just... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say trial and error because nothing is an error, but it's we just like have developed yeah. through what sounds good. And I I played the violin, um, played the fiddle, so that's kind of always going to bring it, it to that. It lends itself to that. Sure. Um, did you pick up the banjo <clears throat> along the way? I did because Ben already played guitar, and there's no way I could play like that. Yeah. Um, so I figured I'd do another. I could dabble. Yeah. And that's, you know, honestly, that, that's been done about a trillion times, you know, like the two, like two people, yeah, two so guitars. Boring. And it's like, you know, it's <laughs> guitars are great and you can do all kinds of things with capos and do all kinds of things with tuners and have like a 12 string and all this other stuff. But I always pushed myself to learn other instruments for that very reason, because every cat can play guitar. <clears throat> and when I show up at a jam session, you know, it's like I can certainly hold my own. But it's much more interesting to me to show up with a mandolin or a bass or mm. an accordion or uh, some shakers and a tambourine because not everybody wants to do that. And it's like I really, uh, you know, get off is a phrase that I, I'm going to use. Like I get off on doing different music things. Yeah. You know, and, sure. it, and it brings, it makes, it inspires me too. Mm. And it looks like it's definitely inspiring you. It is. And, and as you, you know, uh, aforementioned earlier, I don't know if I, if I said that correctly. Damn it. Darn it. Um, I um, earlier before. Yeah, prior. there we go. Previously, prior, um, earlier, today, um, synonym, you know, there, yeah. there, is, there has been Man, a resurgence dude. with a lot more uh, socially acceptable folk instruments, banjos and, you know, mandolins making their way into more folk rock type settings because yeah. it's, it's getting <clears throat> bigger. You know, it's like 
it's it's not just like like you're seeing big bands basically is what I'm saying play yeah. these instruments and um, yeah like the Decemberists is an example great that I think yeah, of great like, band. these are this is a band you know I you know I <laughs> I hate to say it, I'm sometimes like suspect of like newer bands because they always wind up sounding like something I don't like <clears throat> then when I hear a band like that that's incorporating these other aspects and like almost taking a page from musical tradition like they're moving forward musically definitely but they're they're grounded they have roots they have history in you know styles that I don't want to say they're tried and true, but like go back to our lineage as a, a as a societal, yeah, as as a people, as a society. Um, and I'm 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 happier. I'm very happy happy mm-hmm. to see that this is happening. So I mean, did you so like your soul? You know, I'm talking uh, Suzanne. Your soul influence definitely comes out, like the Edith Piaf reference I gave in the in the in the introduction to this. Thank like you. it definitely comes out because you know you can tell by listening to the band Honey Honey that you're not just a straight up folk singer. Like, you've definitely got a lot of blue notes. You lean on a lot of flat sevens, a lot of minor I like thirds. to warm up to Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's cool. And, and that's, that's another thing we're finding about, like, younger bands is that, you know, everything is a mashup now. Mm. You know, everyone draws from, everyone kind of always drew from their own experience. But because of the internet and the cross-pollinization of different artistic styles from around the country, around the world, everyone has access to everything. Mm-hmm. So younger, especially the younger a musician is, the larger their palette is that they can draw from. And it kind of somehow all winds up in there. You know, and it's it's really exciting. I think what's it's, coming out. It's really um, refreshing and a, you know, a gift to be able to kind of play what you want and not be confined to a specific genre. You know, I, I guess it's been kind of a, kind of a burden, but also a compliment at the same time. When people are like, "What do you call? Like, what kind of music are you?" And we can never really have a straight answer, and it's always changing. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting, you know. Yeah. Dichotomy of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you say when people say well, folk what? rock blues? Folk rock blues. Jazz, hip hop, country, soul. Yeah. It's a blender, man. Metal. So, how about some more music? Yeah, okay. How about a metal tune? You guys got a metal tune in that repertoire um, somewhere? Ben, take it away. Yeah, I knew it was in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so while okay, she's switching, actually is the name of a metal tune, a Slayer yeah. tune. That would have been so cool. And she's switching instruments yeah, here. Well, I'll take this opportunity to say that you're listening to Lancer Radio. My name is Joe Armstrong. You're listening to specifically the Independence Day program. We're on every Wednesday night. And you can go back to uh, In-Depth Day. That's our website, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y, indepthday.com, to hear all the old shows. We have podcasts of every single show that you can download. You can stream them. You know, if you're bored at work, which I know you are, you can pull up the Internet and go to indepthday.com and find out find all kinds of fantastic music of bands from L.A. and beyond and what they're up to. So, But tonight we have Honey Honey. You can find them on the Internet at honeyhoneyband.com. No, no curveballs there, H-O-N-E-Y times two. And they're going to play some music for us. What do we got this time, boys and girls? Uh, this is Angel of Death. Okay, for let's all hear. you lovers out there.
Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Honey, Honey live on the Independence Day program. Very, very nice. I love that kind of stuff, man. I don't know where this, like, twang bang thing comes from in my world. I grew up outside of Chicago. Oh, did you really? You know? I guess I, I mean, I have, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I, have, I have southern roots, though. My dad's side of the family is from the south. That's why I have the moonshine. The moonshine was actually made not by my family, but it's closely tied to my family. And my grandfather was a moonshiner. <gasps> Fun so it does run in the family. It is fun So you times. know what to do then? But the funny thing is that stuff's, that stuff's not really for drinking. Like, if you want to, like, wake up, like, with those little X's, Have like the cartoon the on the side oh, of a road. Oh, blind. Like that, yeah, blind, <laughs> like, not even knowing your name. Like, that's the drink Skin for you. You know, there, there, are, there are far better ways to get the job done. But, but you know, moonshine can be But fancy. there's something that's really cool and authentic about moonshine. It's like you're, yeah. you, yes, you're destroying your liver like in one full swoop but <laughs> you know it's like going back to the good old days yeah and not only that you know it kind of ties back to like the american individualistic spirit of like wanting to do oh, it it's yourself so american you know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make it you know we're gonna grow our food we're gonna make our whiskey it's like drinking the american flag <laughs> that's, that's horrible. I'm I just think, kidding. I think that's the the quote of the night so far. Maybe we should move on. Drinking the American. Maybe we should talk <laughs> we about should something else. Uh, so, but what you know, you, you guys have got such an interesting thing going. I mean, as I did research on you guys for the show, one of the things I ran across, um, you, you have a lot of videos. You know, and who, who? Oh my God! You know, who makes these videos for you? Guys? What Which videos, videos are, are you talking, talking about? about? Well, there's at least 
There's at least two that I saw. <laughs> like, is it uh, videos of me interviewing my cat, or is it like live performances? No, it's live performances. Okay, because there's some goofy stuff on there. I mean, I didn't. I don't have. I'm, I'm a busy man. I don't. Oh, know, I didn't good, have time yeah. to watch the cat interview it's okay. videos. But you know, and I'm more of a dog a person anyway. The outtakes are funnier than the actual yeah. performance. So, but I mean, there's. I mean, is that something? Was that something that you guys pushed to do, or something that like people who are managing pushed to do to get video out there as part of your like promo? Uh, you know, attack. Like, was that your idea? Was it someone else's idea? Like, how did that, why the videos? Uh, I think we all want, you know, us and management, that's kind of like a crucial component at this point. I think it's just as important as, eh, not just as important as audio, but it's getting there. And I think, why not? You know what I mean? Because I find myself, if I'm looking for a band, I go to YouTube. That's the first place I yeah. go because I can hear it and see it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in our position, we we need as much of that as possible. Yeah. You know, that drives so many things that we do. I was realizing the other day, the offers we get from tours, our fan base, everything can, you know, if you have a successful YouTube video, that's yeah. a huge feather. You know, and there, we have a lot of fun making them, you know, like, just like taking, you know, performance as well as like taking out a flip cam and, you know, having behind the scenes footage of us being stupid and drunk or you know not or serious what what have Moonshine. you or smart you know, and who knows or exactly or highly intelligent and intellectual um but you know the the cool part about having that as a facet of someone's band in you know this day and age is that you can see someone be themselves too you know and and get that side of of a band in their their personality. Yeah, it's a way to connect with fans because fans, um, you know, true fans of a band, they want a little bit of ownership. And by ownership, I mean, like, connection. Like, this is mine. Like, hey, look at this great new band I found. And they share it with their friends. And now they can take your YouTube And then thing. they blow up and no one likes them anymore. Yeah, well, that's... that's <laughs> we kidding. hope to get to that point. Yeah, that's another like, good problems to have, right? Yeah, yeah I thought that's fun. Like, the, you know, the, the bigger an artist gets, like, the more their music kind of sucks a little bit. But yet they don't have to sell you on them well, anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. No disrespect. And, you know, not all not all bands are like that. Right. Like for me, like Tom Petty, the, he's he's not stopped. He has made excellent okay. music since the late seventies. You know, not every album is a hit, but but everything is at least the quality level is very very high. But there's a lot of artists. The bigger they get. You know, it's not that it's terrible. It's just they don't have that fire anymore. They don't have anything to prove anymore. They've got lots of money, you know, and people have, you know, and I, I love Springsteen, but people have criticized Springsteen for writing about the working man mm. as a multimillionaire, you know, but somehow he still has the credibility to pull it off. Other artists don't do it so successfully, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is I hope you guys achieve, achieve those heights because then, you know, maybe then you can suck and have millions of dollars too. <laughs> well, <laughs> or I mean, not I suck. think dollars and, and I'm going to go, okay, get ready for this. I'm going deep here. But I mean, like one of my favorite musicians of all time is Towns Van Zant, mm -hmm. and he came from uh, like an oil tycoon. Yeah, family he was, a, he was wealthy to start with. Um, yes, and you know, um, he. I mean, obviously, he had like Texas blues kind of suffering type lyrics that were really just you know, just break your heart in two. But but there's you know, I think authenticity has no bounds, rich or poor, and depending on how you live your life and you navigate what's important to you. Um, you know, people can still make beautiful music. Um, you know, basically what I'm saying is after we blow up, we're still going to hopefully be be rocking pretty hard. <laughs> Get ready. I hope so, too. <laughs> Do you like how I just stopped abruptly? I, 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 I hope so, too. Maybe, maybe you can go the Tom Petty route. 
you know. Tom you can be I, rich and miserable. Is really what Suzanne's right. Yeah, and Tom's is such a unique yeah. case because I mean I think he was just a tortured soul. And I think that's what made him such a great artist is the ability to tap into those kinds of things, those dark places that writers go to when they're looking for that kind of inspiration that can't come from anywhere else. Because fakers, you see the fakers right out of the gate, mm-hmm. you know. But he really had it. Whatever it was, that guttural, you know, depth of I don't want to just say sadness. That's too blasé to say. But he had that guttural thing that a lot of artists can't tap into, and it's something that some people reach, and some people are just demons they can't shake, and he certainly didn't. Well, I'll be honest. I think an even more challenging thing than being able to tap into that sadness is to tap into joy and happiness yeah. and express that. You know, I think about Stevie Wonder when I, when I think about that. And his music, you know, it, it, it turns stadiums of people just become happy listening yeah. to it. And I think that that is an incredibly rare thing and is the flip side. And, you know, I, I love Tom Petty's music and I love Stevie Wonder's, but I think something that I really struggled with for a while when I was younger was feeling like I had to be bummed out to write yeah. good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't and have to be the cure. No, not at all. And I think w- when I look at the stuff that I really connect with now, a lot of the times it's expressing happiness, which is incredibly difficult to do. But I think, you know, it, yeah. it, it's not... Uh, the sadness isn't an exclusive artistic well, yeah. you know that that's where the, all the good stuff comes from. You yeah, know? having the full palette is the is the goal. Yeah, to being able to write because you know if you if you're a guy like Todd Snyder, you know he's kind of well known. I mean he's got sad songs, but he's he, like he's almost comes off sometimes as a clown because I mean he's good. I like him a lot, but his music is so funny. And so, like, he writes these really clever, funny songs. Right. Does he so that perform ca- as a solo artist, or is he? Uh, usually a solo him. artist. He's on John Prine's label. He's on Oh okay. Boy. Um, and I like him. He's great, and I've seen him live. Um, but, you know, he's got that kind of they might be giants kind of thing right. going on. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard when you, like, only deal in that stock and trade. It's hard for people to take you seriously as an artist sometimes. Yeah. So, like, finding, you know, having a deft hand and touching into the whole range of emotions from happy to sad. Because, you know... It, and from, you know, social consciousness to light and bubbly, you know, it's all there. It's all out there. It's all in the ether. It's a matter, it's, it's as an artist, it's our job to, like, pick it out of the ether and, like, focus it and make it and present it as a little nugget that people can consume in, in like, one sitting. You know. How about that, huh? That yeah, was, yeah, I'll take oh, it. That was, <laughs> let's delicious. take a breath for a second. No, <laughs> think I, on that, I think kids. that something that's really cool about um, the opportunity to work in a band with Ben <laughs> As a duo, like as a songwriting duo, you know, when you're talking about tapping into emotions and things like that, like, um, you know, he could present a song that's a sad song or a happy song and vice versa. And it always sort of finds its way, you know, like, you know, in a cohesive manner that basically like, you know, it doesn't have to be all in one person to to create like. If you're like, if I'm sad, I could still write a happy song with Ben, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like there's a support system. Yeah. And it's really... um, dare I say, a little bit maybe safer yeah. now just because it's like we you can bounce your ideas off of someone and, you know, Ben's my best friend. So, like, yeah. it's also... That's cute. I know, Did you know I, that, Ben? I put it out there. No, he just found out. She that was the first the time. time I've ever no, said it. No, she says it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. When a girl tells Except you that you're love. her best friend, that's yeah. a that's responsibility, man. Well, you don't want to get into it. Oh no, I <laughs> believe me. How I does know. it make you feel, Ben? <laughs> you you definitely don't want to get into it. <laughs> but what is what is the division of labor in your band? Like, do you you both write? Do you both contribute to lyrics? Like, Ben, would you write lyrics that then she then sings? Uh, Suzanne, are you comfortable singing lyrics that he sings? Like, how do you guys go about it? Yeah, uh, I mean the. The the place we're at now, I don't know. I I'm gonna go a little bit afield and then I'm gonna come back surprise you from the from behind. 
Um, <laughs> all right. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of party. Yeah, just, just wait. There will be mashed potatoes. Anyway, um, uh, we, you know, so, something that when we were talking earlier about genre and style and stuff like that, uh, something I wanted to say was that we, we've kind of worked hard to not have to commit to anything except getting better. Um, at, at what we do at working together. And writing is something that we're continually getting better, and I think we're in the best place we've been in a while, um, and hopefully we'll just continue to get better. But we've kind of run the gamut. The first stuff we did was very collaborative. The first record we did was mostly my songs. You know, uh, and there were lyrics that that uh, I'd written before I met Suzanne and stuff like that. And as we've gone forward, since I don't sing lead on anything, there are songs that are all mine lyrically, um, that she sings and sings beautifully and you know better than I can sing them. Um, and then uh, and then there's songs on this last record and on the first record that she wrote by herself and that we wrote together. And you know it's kind of all over the map, I guess. Yeah, we're just trying to. Well, you know something we've been doing now is is like when one of us writes a whole tune by ourselves or together again. Um, sometimes it's not a song for us to sing, but maybe for somebody else. And that's been really uh-huh. fun to explore as well, just because. You know, all of a sudden we write this crazy pop hit, and it's like it's a hit which already. We, which by we the haven't way. done. Did you hear that? <laughs> I just said it. No, let's it would let's be great. lay it on the table. Um, no, but like we'll write like a fun pop song that isn't like quite right for our band, but it was really a great opportunity to just like try something and you know explore, expand, and you know I there's we don't really limit in that way, so it's really fun, you know. Yeah. I've, I've had that experience, too, where I've written stuff. You know, stuff comes tumbling out of my head constantly. That's cool. And I've written things where it's like, you know, there's no way in hell I could ever sing this song. You know, not only, if, you know, from my perspective as an artist. Shania I, Twain. But, but well, not even, not even Shania Twain, because that's not that big of a stretch. Because, I mean, I write kind of country twangy oh, okay, stuff, okay. too. But, like, I'm talking, like, you know, I'll write something, but, like, man, like, you know, what's that band? Like, um, you know, like Depeche Mode could do this. Oh, dear. You know? And it's, it's way, way, way out of my wheelhouse. Like, right, I don't even right. know where it came from, but it's like, you know, I, I hear synth bass on this, and I hear, you know, stuff that I would never put on one of my own songs, you know. And, right. and then there's artists who, who aren't, they don't feel like, conf- I mean, I don't feel like I'm in a box. I just feel like I have a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's artists like, you know, one of my favorite artists of all time, Tom Waits, is like, he cannot stand comfort zones. Like, right. he's like, you know, you can never play your same instrument all the time because your hands are like old dogs. They'll just go down the same paths over and over again, play the same licks over and over again. So he, you know, he like takes the box and just completely smashes it and runs rampant in the world. But yet he still has that defined sound that's him. To me, that's my comfort zone. Mm. Like the stuff that I write that just kind of comes out. And I push and I work, but... It's it's different for for different artists how they go about it, don't you think? I do, I really do. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She that's, says. What, that's all I got there. Brand no, I, I think pushing uh, yourself is you you do get stale easily, and yeah. and that's something that we've been able to do well together is push each other. You yeah. know, because it takes a lot of energy yeah um yeah and it's a danger when you play a lot of shows it seems like you guys and you've got some shows like you said at south by southwest coming up you've got coachella the sasquatch these other things like but you know that's still not like nightly shows for months and months and months like artists and i think that's a really big challenge for artists who really get that success like they grab the brass ring they put it on one ring to rule them all now they're off in the bus mm-hmm. doing their shows but they're playing the same stuff you know night there's opportunities night in night. between but you know there's something that's really uh, beneficial to that is that you you plateau that way you know what I mean like you get tight as a band um, and and when you have all the downtime like we we haven't played a show in like two months three months long time yeah as a yeah. band since and, November and you know 
we've been practicing together because we're getting ready for South by and and it's like you, you have to sort of reset and and you know when you're playing every night and you walk in that's yeah. that's fantastic yeah if you can kind of like get to that point and mm-hmm. then transcend that mm-hmm. but it's that's funny it's stuff. like we're touring again we're playing you know a handful of the same tunes and um, now we're just like trying different things with them because it's like the first draft or the first couple rounds, you know, we, we got them down tight and now we're just exploring and, you know, kind of building off of them. And it's it's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of music, oh. we've got about time for about one more tune. You guys have uh, another thing you can play for don't us? Know don't know how. OK, well, can you guys handle a ballad? Of course. We can handle whatever See, you guys would like to no bring No one can us. answer. So we are, we are equal. <laughs> in our court. We are love it. OK, great. We're equal. What are your favorites? song called uh, Don't Know How, um, which is off our last record, Billy Jack, and this is actually one that Suzanne wrote all the lyrics for, um, and I'm immensely proud to be able to play it, because I think it's an incredibly beautiful song, which I realized when we were playing it before uh, that I felt that way. We hadn't played it in a while. Um, There we go. Okay, great. Thanks, guys.
Honey, honey, on Independence Day. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Good work, man. Keep writing songs like that, and I'll keep playing them all <laughs> day long. Thanks so much. You guys got to come play at my house. I could I could go to sleep to that song every night of the yeah, year, I, I think. Cook us dinner first. <laughs> oh, sure, I'll cook you dinner. I, I, I have a wicked grill. You should see my grilling skills. Do you, are, are you a veg or are you, do you, eat, uh, are you no. an omnivore? I eat meatballs like apples. Yeah, you, you're Italian, are you yes. not? Yeah, yes. well, that, never mind. I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> How about you? I do. I, I get down on some meat. You get down? <laughs> That's <laughs> the truth. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a bad habit. I've got a regular in and out date after this show almost every week. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, should, I should never do it. It's at my exit, which is, it's, which is the problem. It's like the pusher man. You know, the first taste is free, and then I see it every day. It's like I smell it, and I see it. It's like, oh, Christ. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, so but we next. Uh, by the way, this is a little a little house cleaning here. Stick uh, stick around, everybody. We've got uh, next. We've got the Lady Lancers who are playing. Oh man, my computer is not pleased right now with me trying to. Hey, yeah, PCC versus Antelope Valley, 8 p.m. As soon as this show is over. So sorry for that little. Yeah, why are you going to talk about other bands? Yeah, this here? is. You know what? It's, it's sports, man. That's sports it. and music. Really? Oh. We're in sports. We know what we're Lynn talking Sandy. about. Yeah, you guys can go see it. It is his basketball. <laughs> I love basketball. Oh my god, so much. I love basketball too. I'm trying to put together a, a basketball tournament just between bands, raise money for yeah. charity. You want to get in? <laughs> sure, sign right. me up. Right. Sign we're me three up. on three style. Yeah, yeah, three on three. You know, I'm every inch of five eleven. I can be your center. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Actually, yeah. in this league, that might not be that bad. Yeah. Anyway, so what's next? And you guys have got some shows. You've got March 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th at South by Southwest. Do you know where you're playing yet? Which venue? Antones. Antones, Waterloo uh, Records, Records, Buffalo Billiards. I think that's it. So, another, Is there another one? No one Stubs. More, one more. No Stubs. Oh, not this stubs. year. We're yeah. opening up for Nora Jones one oh, night, though, man. which is kind of no pressure, right? Good yeah. God. Yes. And, uh, and we're playing after the Alabama Shakes, which okay. is... Utterly terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's cool, though. You're in good, you're in good company there. And after that, looks like March 18th, you're in St. Louis, not too far from my home turf. Oh, there, excellent. Uh, at the Missouri Sheldon Concert Hall, and two nights at the Coachella Empire, uh, excuse me, Empire Polo Club, April 13th and the 20th. Lots of other shows at HoneyHoneyBand.com. Is that correct? That's the best place to find you guys. Yes, that's sir. It. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add for the for the people out there? What's next? What's coming? What's what's uh, just getting ready for South by Southwest, right? Yeah, yeah. You said it. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, Thank it's been you. it has been yeah. absolutely my pleasure. Come back and see us sometime. You know, love and it. You, uh, you know, send us send us some music. We've uh, sometimes we give stuff away. We'd love to have some stuff to give away to our listeners. It's great stuff. Good work. It's brilliant, brilliant music. And I wish you the best. Be safe traveling out to Austin. Thank Get some you. good barbecue while we're there. Oh, One you know last it. little detail. Get. Um, Bob's Texas style potato chips. They're only available in Texas. I know. Barbecue. Exactly they're what they super are. crunchy. Oh, yeah. They'll like cut holes in your cheeks. They're so crunchy, but I'm they're all the over best it. potato chips of potato all time. Potato chip ever. pain. Exactly. I will leave with Suzanne, Santo, Ben, Jaffe. Thank you guys very much. Thank honey, you, honey, sir. thank you so much. And where are we here? Thanks to Suzanne and Ben from Honey, Honey. Also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski. Also to Valentina Rivera from Lancer Radio. Next week on Independence Day, we're very happy to have Chicago-based singer, songwriter, and inadvertent Taoist Michael Heaton. Uh, for Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another. Worries again As it had before Waves left the land For the falling tide Leaves a child weeping alone Let go of the anchor And hold the line Waiting for the fingers Of the great wave For his mother's hand Roll over him with endless water, ten thousand bridges 
show me father Now I'm older now much older And this weight can take me out to sea I feel the pull beneath my feet But I can see her she is calling I can feel her there I can feel her there Waiting for the fingers of the gray wave Or his mother's hand Run over him with endless water Ten thousand bridges Show me father Show me five. 